When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, folks, would you like free tickets for the preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens? Well, you're in luck because our sponsor, Prosper Insurance, is giving a ticket to anyone who gets a home and auto quote with them. You don't even have to buy a policy to get the free ticket, although the savings will absolutely make you want to switch today. Finding the right insurance can be a pain, but Prosper makes the process easy, all while providing great service and advice. Their licensed advisors shop the market with top companies like Allstate, Nationwide, Progressive, Travelers, and more to find you the perfect coverage at a great rate, which is just a few of the many reasons why Prosper has over 1,000 five-star reviews on Google. You have nothing to lose. Simply visit prosper.insurance slash kime to get your quote and a free ticket to the Baltimore preseason game on August 28th. That's prosper.insurance slash Kime, K-E-I-M, no.com. Get ready to feel good about your insurance. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today it's August 25th and this is your practice report. Once more, Washington went with more of a scout team situational work as they prepare to play Baltimore on Friday. However, there was still stuff to talk about and even more to process when it comes to the 53-man roster, some of it based on what was said in the post-practice interviews. This is an evolving discussion, so I will continue to try to give some insight into what might happen when they have to choose the final roster on August 31st. The final cuts must be in by 4 p.m. that day. Now, of course, things can change after that but that's when the final cuts must be turned into the league. We all have to do a 53-man roster projection, something I don't always enjoy. I actually like the process of it because you have to look at things through their eyes, kind of go through each situation, pay attention to who's doing what on special teams. That's why when I do a 53-man roster, it's based on what I think they will do, not what the fans or others think they should do, including myself. Some cases I might say, I think they should do this, but I think they're going to keep this guy. You're going to get some wrong because at this point, the coaches really don't know the final handful of spots yet either. Coach Ron Rivera said there will be more than a few guys with a chance to earn a spot in the preseason finale versus Baltimore. Because there are only three games in the preseason, there's less time to prove. Usually by a fourth game, there's only one or two more spots really left up for grabs, but it seems more up for grabs, which is what I'll keep. This is why I'll keep discussing this. So let's get to it. As far as today, one of the noteworthy aspects was Dustin Hopkins making only four of six field goals. It wasn't a live rush. Both misses hit off the right upright. One was around 40 yards, the other about 43. He also made a kick from 40 and 45. I agree with what everyone is saying. This must improve. I know there is an adjustment with Cam Cheeseman as the new snapper and the timing and all that, but that should no longer be an issue at this point in camp. It didn't appear to be on the kicks last week either. So at this point, it should be about Is Hopkins getting the job done or is he not? When we have our post-practice press conferences, 
You're always, again, perusing for clues as to who makes the roster based on the coach's comment. Some coaches are better at disguising it than others. Rivera, I think, is really good at disguising possible intentions. After listening to defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio rave about corner Torrey McTire and how he's progressed and calling him a pleasant surprise, I think they're, you know, I think that's a big telling st- sign. I think the proof is in the fact that they gave McTire more reps against the ones and twos over the last couple of weeks, and he's handled that role well. He can play inside and outside. There's a lot to like, and I think they like him a lot. Also, Del Rio said that Troy Apke has progressed well and called, said he had, quote, a nice camp. He likes his versatility because he can play safety and corner. I know what you're saying. Doesn't play him well, but he can. That's they do like in a pinch. He could do that. He did say he's getting better at corner. This came a day after Ron Rivera called him an ace on special teams, and he said those types of guys are hard to find. Like I've said for a while, he's a starter on four different special teams units. That matters. And as and I've also said that they expect to keep two or three guys on defense who make the team just to play special teams. If they think Apke is getting better at a new position and they love him on special teams, then you need to pay attention to what it means. I also know from talking to some people here that the two spots that they view as the toughest probably to cut, receiver and defensive back. That also means a corner guy like Danny Johnson would be might be hard to keep if Apke sticks around. He's still in the running to be a kick returner, and he, he too is an excellent special teams player and like Apke, is one of their gunners. I think he does a nice job there. I think, based on what they've been saying, I think Apke makes it as a sixth corner. I, I think if you have him as your fifth, I think you're kind of – now he's one, one snap away from being really playing a game at that spot. What if they kept Johnson, McTire, and Apke? Yeah. Would that put a guy like Jimmy Moreland in jeopardy? Not saying he is, but you have to look at every scenario when you start to do these sorts of things. I also wonder if they won't try to make some trades – because they do have players who could make other rosters. Sometimes you swap a guy for another guy who would be cut, but who could help you. Sometimes it's just for maybe a late-round pick. Those picks can be valuable, and especially next year where there's going to be more, where there should be more depth in the draft because of, the, because of how many guys went back because of COVID and they got the extra year and all that. Moreland certainly would draw interest, I'm sure, and I think some other guys would as well. Again, I'm not even saying that he won't make it or that they look to move on. He's still been playing with the starters as a nickel when there's in certain packages and they do like him and they plays on special teams as well. I'm a fan of his game, but they do have flexibility in the defensive backfield with his ability to play inside as well. You could go to a situation where you have St. Juice and William Jackson playing outside and then you have William Fuller, well, excuse me, uh, Kendall Fuller in, in, the, in, the, in the inside. But if, ja- if you're concerned about Jackson's injury at all, then you've got to keep Moreland because he'd be a starting nickel for you. And again, I'm not, I mean, the fact that I'm speculating this, I'm not, I'm just playing out scenarios, but I'm also saying why I, I still like Jimmy Moreland for this team. Um, so I think that, I think that matters. They also feel McTire can move inside as well, but I think he's, you know, he seems to have made more of a mark outside. Um, again, with Moreland, he has a mindset and attitude that you want from a player. Let's talk about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. On Underdog Fantasy, you just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. 
They're going to give you $25 when you sign up so you can take a free shot at a $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You can get a free $25 in bonus cash on underdog fantasy if you use the code KIME, K-E-I-M, when you make your first deposit. I love Underdog because it's just so easy to use. The mobile app is slick. The website is user-friendly. So do what I've been doing. Go to underdogfantasy.com, join a league, draft a team, and that's it. You're good for the season. Remember, go to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or the Google Play Store. Sign up with the code KIME, K-E-I-M, and get a free $25 in bonus cash. It also seems like Del Rio really likes rookie safety Derek Forrest. He said of the fifth-round pick today, he, he likes his energy, effort, and he loves the way he flies around and hits people. That sounds like a guy who will stick around. Not guaranteed, but I think that will make it difficult if that's the case. It will make it difficult for a guy like Jeremy Reeves, a guy I've always liked, but who is always on the bubble. He's a guy that's got to fight every year just to get noticed and get on there but I've always liked him. I think he does a nice job as a backup. I think he does a nice job on special teams, but he's always in a position where, it may, where it's tough for him as well. After practice, safety Landon Collins had some interesting comments on the changes over the last 18 months in Ashburn. He said when he first got here, he knew there would be problems because he said guys complained quite a bit. And he said that nobody complained. Like, for example, today, it's in the mid-90s and it's humid. He said nobody complained today while practicing. In the past, he said that wouldn't have been the case. So, and it's a little thing, but I think it speaks to mindset. It speaks to, to I, there's that word, culture. I think everything is also how you frame it. Ron Rivera and his staff have been, seem to have instilled the right mindset, I believe. But I also think it comes from bringing in the right players and then emphasizing what's important. If it's hot, you don't dwell on the heat. You dwell on getting your job done. You focus on practice. You don't give them excuses just because it's hot. If it's cold, same thing. Raining, same thing. Del Rio is a no-nonsense guy, too. I think that stuff filters down. I know some of the newcomers have really liked what they've seen here based on conversations I've had with people close to them. Um, it, it, it speaks to Ron Rivera. It's, I know in some cases it like, you know, um, could speak to the offensive line coach, John Maskell, could speak to Ron Rivera and, and, and the way things operate here. It is certainly a different day in Ashburn. How they handle the return duties will say a lot as well. Right now, the punt returners are Isaiah Wright, Dax Milne, and DeAndre Carter. Down the road, Milne is the guy, I believe, who will emerge out of this group as a, more of a long-term guy. But who is the guy now? And this is one thing Rivera said is that you have to weigh where a guy is right now versus where he could be in the middle of the season, end of the season, a year from now. I think that's where a guy like Samus Reyes can, comes into play. Like, do you think he could help you now? I don't think he'd help really that much right now in a game. What about in three or four weeks? What about in six to eight weeks? What about by the year? Are you looking a year from now? I still think that he's a guy that they would be afraid to expose. But anyways, back to the returners. So how do they balance all this out? I know Adam Humphreys can return punts. I've told you that before. My understanding now, though, is that he'd only do it in an emergency situation. So in a game, if the regular returner gets hurt, he could go back there. So I think you can rule him out as a full-time guy. So then it goes back to one of those three guys I think will make it. That is, assuming that nobody from outside the roster comes on here. Then, who handles kick return duties? Millen can do both. Carter can do both. Carter's more explosive, but is he more reliable? He's had a lot of fumble issues. Danny Johnson and Jarrett Patterson can handle kick return duties as well. Again, it'll be interesting at tight end. Caleb Wilson just came in, came into camp, what, a week or so ago? But he's working on the first unit for kick returns today. 
I think that what that means is that there are there's others on that unit on that first unit for a kick return are going to make the roster. Though I'm not sold yet on you know if light linebacker Jared Norris is he's a perpetual bubble guy. Shaka Tony was also out in that group, and I think some of that is to see what he can do. So I don't think he's done near what he has to do as a defensive end to make the 53. So I think with Wilson, you're really trying to put him in a situation where it's like, can he do it or not? Can he help you in a move situation as a, as a tight end or not? I also know that before his injury, the feedback on Casey Tuhill was very positive. I also think they want him to take his time getting back from the toe injury so he's ready for the season. File that away. Is that 100%? No. But I think that's that's part of the vibe that I've been getting. Another guy I wonder about is offensive tackle David Sharp. They clearly liked him enough to trade for him and then sign him back. But he has missed a lot of time with the COVID situation this summer. I wonder if he'll be 100% to start the season in terms of play strength, et cetera. Again, if they traded, if they say traded, say, Gandy Golden, and then you only keep six receivers, that opens up another spot for maybe 10 offensive linemen and a guy like Sharp. And I maybe he's on there anyways. I think. Gandy Golden is one of those guys Rivera was talking about today when he mentioned some having one good game in the preseason and then one bad game. If he has a good game against on Friday, or excuse me, Saturday, I think he'll be on the roster. If not, I think, I think it's really going to have to see. But I think going back to Sharp, I think he's a guy to watch. And again, I, you know, I think you could probably get it. Could you get him on the practice squad? Perhaps. And I think that's what will be interesting to watch is because how they handle the practice squad with being able to call up guys and you figure in the first few weeks, you're probably going to lose somebody for at least a few weeks. You could put them on IR and that creates a spot for somebody else. So there's a lot of fluidity with all this. So even if a guy gets doesn't get cut, doesn't mean he won't be back soon. All right. Well, that's it for me. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. And I'll share my conversation with former Washington quarterback, Brad Johnson. Talk to you next time.